This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. I'm your host Ajit. In today's episode, we have a really special guest joining us to discuss what can turn out to be maybe a, a very revolutionary idea for cricket, right? So, today we have Nagesh with us from the Nagesh Bharadwaj method, an alternative let's say for starting a cricket game. So, hello Nagesh, welcome to the podcast. Hello Ajit and uh, thank you for having me here. No it's 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 uh, our pleasure I must say because uh, this is always a tough uh, question right for cricket it's they have stuck to a very uh, original uh, method which is always sort of you know a coin toss something based on luck so that nobody gets a real advantage but as and when we see how games are being shaped so much by a toss especially if you look at the uh, recently concluded world cup it was almost uh, win the toss bowl first right i mean nobody really yeah. even took a chance of batting first when it when it comes down to that and you know your fate the fate of the game itself might be decided by a toss maybe a more scientific approach something that actually takes into account multiple factors that are around a game right when when you would probably include that that would make <clears> it <throat> a good idea so i think in this case the nb method is a very good uh, approach would you like to give us a quick introduction of what nb method is all about Sure, Ajit. The NB method is a closed bid method of uh, starting a cricket match. Uh, the reason uh, I started thinking about this is, uh, as you said, uh, a coin toss to start a cricket match. Uh, back in the days, it was uh, you know uh, it was a way to just start the match, you know. But uh, you know, in the history of cricket, uh, as you have seen recently also in the T Twenty World Cup. the playing conditions are not the same uh, in any game of uh, sport uh, if you take up the playing conditions are pretty much the same all through the game but in cricket what happens in t20 cricket even white ball cricket uh, there is dew that will happen uh, in flood lies and because of dew people uh, you know the bowlers especially spinners they can't grip the ball so the playing conditions are not exactly the same so it is not a fair way to decide by a coin toss which is just random luck uh, uh, to start a cricket match so as you said i mean people winning the toss uh, they chose their you know uh, for to bowl first in this case uh, in a t20 world cup and 14 out of 19 games Uh, people have chosen first bowl and they have won the match so did we see a fair world cup well one can argue that it was not really that fair because if you can uh, if you have the luck to win the toss then you have a certain advantage to it obviously you have to play well to win the game but you have a certain advantage so that is not a fair method of uh, starting a cricket match it's not fair it's just based on luck so my method Uh, involves a closed bid method a closed bid method is um, both the captains come out to the uh, ground there is the referee there and 
they write down how many runs they want to bid to get their choice of either to bat first or to field first. So the referee sees, sees the bids. If they are not the same, like one team is saying they want to bat first and the other, other team is saying they want to field first, then they don't even have to consider any bids or any runs or anything. They can just go ahead with their choices. One is saying they want to bat and the other says field. Let's say if they both want to field first, especially it could happen uh, very much so in the T20 World Cup, then the teams would have bid certain number of runs. Let's say I, uh, one team India bid like 10 runs and perhaps uh, uh, Pakistan bid like 15 runs. In that case, Pakistan won the bid to get their election, uh, get their choice of to field first. So Pakistan will get, will get to field first. What, what India gets is those 15 runs would be added to India's total. What I call NBM, NBM runs. So, so that sort of levels the playing field. So if Pakistan wanted to go ahead and field first, okay, go ahead. But India got 15 runs as sort of a bonus to start the match. So that's basically sort of in summary what the uh, method of uh, starting this cricket match with NB method, which is like a closed bid method. Here, in uh, the, the captains have uh, full control as to how much they want to bid, how much they want to, uh, you know, uh, how much they are willing to uh, risk or give, give up uh, so many runs in order to get their choice of uh, either wanting to bat first or field first. So that is in summary. Let me ask you a couple of doubts that I have, right? So maybe others who have heard uh, about this method or read about it. Uh, I remember tweeting about it uh, recently and I hope, you know, uh, more and more people get to read about your method and I understand Wisdom also recognizes you as the person who's uh, made this method. So what is this bid, the runs that you come up with? Is it the number of runs? Suppose uh, we both are the captains, Nagesh. Let's take an example, right? We both are heading out to the bidding process to meet the match referee and the umpires, right? So do I write down a number on a, let's say a folded piece of paper and I hand it over to the referee? And then this number is the number of runs I am comfortable giving over to the opponent at the beginning to get my choice. Is that the right idea? Exactly, Ajit. Uh, that's exactly the idea. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, you can write it down in a piece of paper and uh, you know uh, fold it out and give it to the referee. And uh, the number of runs you write down is the number of runs you are willing to give up to get your choice, uh, willing to give up to the other team to get your choice. Just like in any bidding process, you have, uh, these are, you know, let's say you're bidding on a uh, painting, then if you bid like $10,000 or 10,000 rupees, then those are the, that's the amount you're willing to give up in terms of getting your painting. So in the same similar way, if you bid on uh, the election, whatever you want to get, these are the numbers you're willing to spend. These are the runs you're willing to give up to the other, other person, other team. What if the number of uh, runs that both teams are comfortable uh, bidding is the same? Good, good question, Ajit. Good question. Uh, in my uh, method, what I've suggested is uh, you, you could go for another round of closed bid method. Let's say both India and Pakistan both bid like 10 runs and they both want to fit. So I have what I've suggested is go for another round of closed bid method. Uh, immediately, uh, right in front of the referee, they could write down in a sheet of, uh, sheet of paper, on a sheet of paper, 
and then give it to the referee. So it, uh, again, they go for the bit. And let's say, uh, for assumption's sake, if it's same again, then what I uh, propose is then uh, go for a coin toss to just determine who won the bid. That's all. Uh, so mm -hmm. if it's same again for the second time, then go for a coin toss to just determine who won the bid. So uh, if India wins the coin toss, then India gets to gets the choice of fielding first, but they give up those uh, runs to Pakistan. So that's the that's the thing that I have proposed. And you can uh, look up more on this on my uh, website uh, that we can uh, post on this uh, podcast at the end of it. Yes, of course. I will add the website uh, to the episode notes, most definitely. And sure. as I said, uh, you've, you've probably you know given it in a lot more detail. You've explained scenarios, right? Yeah. I must say this is a novel approach. And uh, as you say, you could very rarely expect two teams going out to make a bidding to have opposite ideas if they have read the conditions right. right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but I have one more thought on this, right? So we've been watching cricket for a while. So the thought is, does it not put the team that's giving up runs too much on the disadvantage? Because I understand that could very well control the whole game. But right. suppose yeah. we are playing on a very neutral like pitch where there is enough enough support for both batting and bowling. Mm -hmm. Then the bids would not be very high because you're not sure for you either is fine. That's when you, you could say probably there'll be a mismatch and the teams get what they want. One team wants to bat, the other wants to bowl. Let's go ahead. So whenever there is a large difference in a luck or large difference in an outcome possible, uh, that's when people would start bidding, right? Correct. And the, but if it's very close, so let's say, I'll talk more specifically. I'll give you an example. Suppose there is a one day you're playing on a pitch where 260 is defendable, 50 overs, 260. Mm -hmm. This is sort of a good scenario. It does not require the boundaries big enough. The pitch is hard and it supports both spin and pace. And, and there's enough uh, moisture at the beginning. But that doesn't mean you cannot do it, do the equally good job when you back second. So you would either be happy batting or either would be happy bowling. So then yeah. you'd probably stack your team and go with one. So you say, you know what, let's bowl today. Have an additional all-rounder in place instead of an additional batsman, you go in. Yeah. But the other captain has thought exactly the same. So this is how I expect the bidding process will go. You go and you've written on a piece of paper, I want to bowl first. The other guy has written, I want to bowl first. Ah, master says, both of you want to bowl, come, come back with bids, right? Mm. I say 10 runs. That guy says 10 runs. Then Master Free says, look, you've bid the same. Come back. I say 13 runs. That guy says 13 runs. Now you are at an impasse. Okay. You say only after two attempts, there has to be a toss just to determine who wins the bidding process or who gets to do what they want, which is effectively the same as just a toss for deciding whether you'll bat first or bowl first. Right? No, not just or, a toss because you're giving up those number of runs, whatever you bid. Yeah. What can happen is it could get a little bit of a competitive thing because these are all alpha people, I'll say, men, men, women who are that will not want to give up. So somebody bids 20 runs, which is which is in theory game changing, right? Yeah. But he gets to bowl first. But it's you see, it's not very different if you bowl or bat. That's what we started with. That was the understanding. In this case, 
should he not also walk away with something that he gained he's giving up 20 runs potentially a chance to decide mm-hmm. the game but maybe he's allowed to make one change in his 11 because uh, he or rather the team that lost the toss he gets a chance to make one change in his 11 is that is that something you think if considered okay let me see if i understood properly you said lost the toss or lost the bid uh, lost the bid okay yeah. all right so okay uh, basically a uh, couple of questions uh, in this loaded uh, query let's say uh, let's say uh, it is a, a equal sort of pitch it's a, you know nobody has an advantage and that's where you're saying okay uh, what will happen in that case let me answer that question first um uh, if it's an equal sort of pitch whether whether captain is uh, you know in in this is like i don't know whether he wants to go for bowling or batting um or the whole team is uh, thought about it like we, they don't care whether they are the bowling or batting so in that case they could go for a zero run bid also i mean they it's the beauty of this method is that it's complete control with the team so they can go with i don't want to bid uh, you know any runs uh, i have i want to bid zero runs at this stage let's say the other team uh, maybe they thought okay you know couple of runs they thought okay they bid couple of runs and they went win the bid in that case so if it's both zero runs again we go back to same uh, scenario where you again they have a chance to bid one more time so in that case because they both know that uh, they are they have bid only zero runs or they have bid very little runs then they will change their strategy accordingly this method doesn't put any rules into the game it's allowing the cricketing acumen of the teams and the strategies to come out as they go through it evolves as the, it evolves as the you know as the matches progress using this nbm method uh, the nbm method would not be perfect in the beginning because it all depends on the captains and the teams and the strategies and they keep on learning because we are human beings we are rational beings we are intelligent we go on learning as to what to do in a certain conditions in certain uh, pitches we you know we uh, fine tune what needs to be done uh, and we bid accordingly and the beauty of the uh, the thing is uh, see they can stack up that's a new, that's a great great revelation that they can stack up their team based on what they want to do and they can take that risk also okay if they if they want to go with a lot of batsmen and they want to you know bat first put up a big total then go with a you know super uh, super high bid make sure that you get the get the you know choice and go for it but you have to give up those number of runs so that isn't that making uh, entertaining and you're making the whole cricket uh, more exciting to watch that's that's uh, that's the beauty of this so that's one of the questions that i answered and the what's the, what's the other other question i sort of forgot what's the other question should the team losing the bid be given a chance to maybe replace one player they are already getting the runs for sure but maybe they are already at a disadvantage against their thought process because see uh, in a regular bidding or in a in a regular toss you have chosen a team you toss the coin whether you like it or not you get to do if you have what the other team wants if they have won the toss right mm-hmm. now we are going one step beyond that where they tried the super sub i know it did not really work perfectly well but in this case because we are already revisiting the starting conditions could this be included is my question right 
would the losing team be given once one change in their 11 just because they lost the toss they got 20 runs or whatever or five runs no they lost the bid so there is there was i mean they they lost the bid uh, because they went with whatever runs they, i mean it was there was no luck involved there is no luck involved there is no there should not be no sympathy for the team that <laughs> that loses the bid because it's your it's your own making right you you went with that see let's let's say you, uh, you there is an auction going on for a painting and if there there are two bidders and would you have any sympathy for the losing bidder because you know no i mean that's that's what they wanted to bid right that's how much money he wanted to spend similarly in cricket uh, in nbm method so they have full choice of whatever they want to bid in the at the start of the match once they've lost their bid then uh, you know that basically measures their cricketing acumen and their strategy and that sort of thing once they have uh, gone through that and if they lose the bid then they, you know you have to continue as as is i mean there is no second chance uh, for that sort of thing that's what i believe fair enough fair enough then comes my other doubt which is probably i think the most serious doubt i have actually the rest all were sort of playing through scenarios i don't see this method being applicable for a long format game it's only applicable when there is one innings each do you think this is still applicable for a test game i believe so ajit um, because see as long as you have different playing conditions uh, in, a, in, a, in a, then you can apply this sort of method and you can have a fair game uh in test test cricket also uh, don't you see that a lot of teams go for batting first all the time especially in subcontinental conditions like in the fourth innings the the uh, pitch um, is uh, you know very spin friendly so should that be decided with the luck of the toss i mean see why why do you say that uh, in a long format would not be applicable and why why is it that uh, only one innings and uh, why why do you think that so oh, then the complexity of where things get added will be doubled like uh, maybe it has uh, uh, do you add it only to the first innings maybe do you also add it to the second innings so where do you add the runs because probably oh. the runs added to the second innings makes more sense to me if i am the captain and suppose i want to bat first right but the other guy on the other side has won the bidding so he's given me 20 runs right just as i will say add it to the third inning don't add it to the first inning then i get a chance of actually increasing their total which is again so you could say adding it wherever should be the same because there are two uh, correct innings correct. but at yeah. the end it's the sum of runs or 20 right sum of runs yeah 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 but for me in a narrow game suppose you know we play in one of those uh, spitting cobra sort of pitches in uh, newlands yeah. where india is going in upcoming months upcoming weeks and you have you have 132 to defend in the third innings of the game right in that case a 20 run is like a boon it's like probably something that can decide the game for me right i'll say don't add it to my first innings add it to my second innings then okay. who, who gets to decide this is it fixed that it'll always get added to the first inning not to the second one or how do you see it the way i had proposed it is to be added in the first innings but you make an interesting point uh, i mean Uh, to me it's just the same because uh, if you add it to the first innings or the third innings the sum of some total of runs is what what uh, what is uh, you know uh, looked at and everybody knows those uh, if they have bid 20 runs and they have they have it in their pocket 
uh, everybody knows that also so whether it's on the scoreboard or not uh, if it's in the first innings or third innings it wouldn't matter to me but then it's it's an interesting it's a, you know we can, we can certainly look at that definitely uh, if if people wanted to be added in the uh, scoreboard on the third innings sure sure enough it could it could be done now look as you say i totally agree this is a good start off point where you use the your cricketing skills you use the knowledge of conditions in a positive way rather than everything just weighing on a stupid coin toss i shouldn't call it stupid but exactly if you have been always <laughs> losing like kohli has been <laughs> you might as well call he would he would call it stupid also right kohli would all right but that's a very nice method you've proposed and as i say uh, i hope it gets into the vision of the people that make certain decisions uh, i know wisdom has recognized it maybe if mcc can get to hear about it and look in england in county cricket they are already trying a different approach so it's a simple approach but a fairly effective one the visiting team gets to decide what they want to do as simple as that in the yeah. longer format right in the short right. format they stick to the old way but in the longer format so that you really can't stack everything on your side if you are the hosts you can't really make a really uh, you know spinning pitch include four spinners in your team and uh, all you have to do is get to the start of the game and whether you <laughs> win the toss or lose the toss you can really have a big impact right so that's one thing so in order to negate i just wanted to add something at this yeah mm-hmm. i started thinking about this method in 2011 12 or something like that and i i i contacted even duckworth lewis and even stern uh, the professor in australia uh, right. i proposed i told them this about this method and so on and so forth and mr stern who was more looking into the tls at that point uh, he said okay you know the more important thing is that that uh, um, home team has a lot of advantage and that should be the one that we need to work on to curtail that so that's mm-hmm. one of the you know, reasons like probably Uh, that's where the thought comes from mcc to give the you know home home advantage they want to neutral, neutralize that so that's where uh, it came from so just a side point good one na no, good one let's see if uh, you know like they are trying multiple methods maybe if somebody from bcci and mcc and these bigger bodies of cricket who can who can look at it you could probably get get this started in a local level at the indian domestic cricket level or even age group level and then you see how it goes so first of all i would like to wish you all the best and i hope this method comes into the uh, purview of people who can make these decisions and try it out thank you ajith and just want to add uh, abhinav mukund a former test player of india has highlighted this method in one of his youtube videos and uh, if we can put that uh, put in the notes of the podcast we excellent all right we can do that no worries so now that was a very nice discussion first of all nagesh thanks a lot so i have to go one step back you know for somebody we are all fans of cricket right we all have different output when we have followed a certain amount of cricket for me and my co-host we decided this is an outlet for us we watch 20 hours or 30 hours of cricket every week which is almost inevitable these days because of the amount of cricket going on but <laughs> you you get to talk about it and that's my outlet for you your outlet is you put it in a way where you thought about the process itself and how you can make it better it's all great but when did this bug cricket bug really bite you what what really got you interested in cricket uh, i've been uh, i mean my family is like very sport uh, oriented i mean my grandfather was a, was a freedom fighter and also uh, a ball badminton player i don't know whether people have heard of ball badminton 
he was like a state level player uh, from for his uh, from that time so we are a sort of a sporting family and my father watches cricket all the time so the sporting work goes there in my genes and uh, started watching cricket playing cricket uh, and also i play other other sport like uh, i i play badminton tennis and all these things so it big uh, bit the cricketing bug bit me early like <laughs> in my uh, early years i would say yeah nice and uh, okay so is there any specific team you follow uh, closely i mean uh, india test cricket i mean uh, in uh, you know that's uh, that's for sure and i love new zealand new zealand team uh, mm. you know they're just uh, too good i mean too gentlemanly to not like them so i love new zealand as a team you can't go too wrong uh, liking new zealand i think <laughs> for their attitude yeah. they're they're fantastic all right and uh, when it comes to ipl do you follow it do you like uh, anything as as i'm from bangalore i have to i have to follow royal challengers bangalore but uh, unfortunately we have never won it so it makes me sad um, as for cricketing skills i love ms dhoni you know ms dhoni is superb like uh, uh, his being captain and being cool and all that so i love that and uh, mumbai have done well so in terms of ipl i follow rcb because loyal to bangalore being from bangalore but uh, from cricketing skills perspective i love uh, chennai with their um, with how they plan it out how they uh, you know execute those i mean according to their strength so i like that yeah well if you are a bangalore fan rcb fan you are a cricket tragic we know this and uh, <laughs> i have been a cricket tragic since the beginning of ipl myself as well well i think the best chance to win have come and gone Uh, and now probably there will be a lot of changes in the team and at least in the leadership and maybe that can contribute to uh, better opportunities let's see how that goes the best chance was uh, i mean i will just add this point the best chance was, was when anil kumble was there and uh, i think it was the second ipl second season of the ipl the first season was a complete washout we were like the bottom of the table then anil kumble like uh, he came on the leadership uh, was excellent he just i can't i still can't uh, believe like adam gilchrist um you know taking it away from us we had to just chase like 120 and all runs anil kumble was happy uh, and uh, unlike anil kumble uh, i mean he he was gesturing wildly when he got uh, gilchrist in uh, you know early overs in probably power play itself and then when we had to chase we completely lost the story and you know it was gilchrist who had the last last laugh so that was like the i thought that was the best chance we had totally agree with you <laughs> that i think it was also a very narrow loss it was a uh, under 10 runs that they failed to chase yeah. it down by i mean modern day it was one blow uh, unfortunately that's probably what it came out to but yeah you're absolutely right that would have been a very good uh, time to put that to bed already if they had won it them back then yeah right? mm-hmm. all right you know what we'll park the ipl to the second half of the show because we'll probably go through the retentions from the different teams before we do that uh, shall we take a quick look at the ongoing um, test series after all we claim to be a you know a test match oriented podcast so first of all a lot of cricket lot of test match cricket so we are all very happy there have been a couple of good uh, you know tests so uh, before i touch upon the india new zealand match so there was also this other very nice game that happened between bangladesh and pakistan uh, 
I must say, in the end, it was not very competitive. Pakistan uh, romped home to a comfortable victory thanks to their top order. So, Abid Ali, the Pakistani opener, decidedly and deservedly the man of the match because he took, uh, you know, he took enough time and enough runs. He put enough runs out there that I think by himself, he's outmatched Bangladesh at least when it comes to their second innings. And then, so Bangladesh started strong. Eh? They made three thirty. That's a very decent score. But then uh, they were also able to get a small lead. Like a lead of 45-50s can be decisive in Asian or subcontinent conditions. So, But from that point on, their third innings was sort of disappointing because nobody could really get going except for the lower order. And well, the top four of five completely failed and Litton Das held it together. He made 59 and then Yasir Ali, before getting retired hurt, had made 36. In spite of getting a... You know, uh, concussion replacement, not a lot changed. And 157 batting third, the most decisive innings of a game, uh, was a bit disappointing, you would say. Because they had set up the game beautifully until then, Bangladesh. And it must be said, you know, Pakistan's, uh, this newfound bowling force, again, Shaheen Shafridi took a 5-4 and Hassan Ali took 2. And they more or less ended the chance that Bangladesh would come back in pretty much the first 20 hours of Bangladesh's second innings. That was fantastic to see. And then, of course, uh, Sajid Khan, the off-break bowler, chipped in with the three for as well. Uh, it must be said, again, Pakistan's you know fast bowling stocks are becoming very robust. And that's always very good to see. They'll become really competitive. Because of that strength, they used to always win abroad. Even when other Asian teams were not so good at at touring, Pakistan always were very good. They had amazing record in West Indies in England. Let's hope you know they're heading towards that again. Because Shaheen Shafridi and Hassan Ali are a wonderful pair. And as long as they have a decent backup in form of somebody like Fahim Ashraf or somebody else, given the condition, somebody who can be a seem, seeming all-rounder, they get wonderful, wonderful returns out of these three. And their spinning stocks are slightly thin. Yasir Shah was uh, you know, injured. We really hope that he also makes a good comeback there. When it came to chase, again, the top four of Pakistan simply shut out Bangladeshi spinners. There was not a lot. Taijul who bowled wonderfully well in the first innings, taken a 7-4. Nah, he was just shut out of the game. right? Abid Ali and Abdullah Shafiq, both the innings, they had very, very good contributions. And look, chasing 200, if the first pair puts on 150, the game is dead and buried long, long ago. right? So that's what happened. And so well done to Pakistan, who so far remained unbeaten on a tour. They took the three-match T20I series 3-0. And now... They have won the first test. Another test is coming up. So, exciting times. And if you are a Bangladeshi, I mean, they'll want desperately to win that. And because there's not only the pride at stake, but also the points that you get from for the next cycle of the WTC. Right? So, that's... If I, if, I, if I can add one point. Um, is you, you're right. I mean, you win test matches because of bowlers. Bowlers win new test matches. And uh, India has started uh, touring well, like going to Australia and winning, uh, winning in England or in any other place. If you if you are touring well, then the fast bowlers have to do well, and that's what India have been doing uh, in the last WTC cycle. And um, you know, all credit to the fast bowlers that um, has made India more competitive. Now, as you said, Pakistan always had these fast bowling stock, and that's the reason that they have been really good. Um, in, in touring, uh, you know these, um, you know places where they have good, uh, good uh, seam seam pitches and uh, uh, fast bouncy pitches in Australia and all these places. That, that's where you start doing well because of these fast bowling attacks. Let's see if you know 
if indian bowling is also now more fast bowling focused but you always have a couple of champions like uh, ashwin and uh, jadeja and these days akshar well in the way he's begun i think we should get into the game directly then the first test between india and new zealand you never write off new zealand they showed that on the last day right i mean any other team you would expect would probably buckle under that kind of pressure that the indian spinners exerted the control and uh, the way they bowled it was it was almost certain india would probably romp home in that last period but then the the resilience new zealand showed was fantastic uh, i understand you've been 52 balls <laughs> 52 balls that i mean england if you know you can imagine uh, how we won against england like anderson would come and he would just be you know uh, bold or something you know just but the resistance or the resilience of these that the last wicket pair to play for 52 deliveries and then uh, get a draw out of it that's what new zealand new zealand cricket is like you know uh, england didn't match up for that i mean they didn't have the stomach to sort of have that sort of a resilience to show up and uh, play for 52 deliveries not to that too from a, a debutant like you know ajas patel like being guarded from rachindra no no that's that's too good that was that's that's what new zealand cricket i mean they just put their head down and keep playing that's all you know i like that i like that uh, uh, res- resilience to get a draw out of a tough situation that those are the test matches you want to watch it was an excellent test match uh, up to coming up to the last ball of the match it's, it's so, so excellent to watch test cricket absolutely like as you say everything riding on those last couple of balls in the day right then the player sort of coaxing the umpire to continue to go uh, nitin menon saying guys have taken this reading look which was it has to remain consistent across all five days uh, saying no no we have just bowling spinners here uh, it's it's we are not going to bowl fast bowlers and so on and so on so if you were to just summarize how the game went look shreya sayer had a wonderful debut he's given a problem of plenty for the indian backroom staff because Uh, both the innings he played were decisive as far as the game was concerned the 100 he made in the first innings and the 65 he put together in the second innings sort of rescued indian batting effort right so without that 100 you could have imagined india could have made a 250 which would have been very pedestrian given the way they started so a lot of credit to tim saudi on the second morning who really uh-huh. really wonderful bowling i mean wonderful exhibition of controlled seam right this there's not a lot of swing but he used whatever conditions that were available in the early morning uh, first session on the second day beautiful bowling to sort of route india that five are there and kyle jamison did all the damage in the first day to be frank right and then a lot of credit goes to the indian bowlers so then as i as i as i saw as i was talking about the previous game 151 put on by the first pair right so you would say they have the platform to go to 400 plus or even 500 or whatever right bat once bat big i remember tweeting about it as well but then the indian bowlers believed in themselves kept coming back what a time akshar patel has been having five fifers in like <laughs> hardly his fifth test right he must be thinking test cricket is very easy at least at home <laughs> right so they they managed to restrict india managed to get a lead which was very tough to imagine around uh, middle of the second day but then again they were in trouble early on right their top four they have lost with not a lot on board and they don't have such a big lead that you can uh, completely you know say if you put 150 on the board it's enough i mean in most conditions batting at home you would say against most teams this would be enough not against this new zealand team so you want something that you know 
the other team doesn't completely chase down something like 200 what happened to bangladesh so there in again comes shreyas ayer who puts together that very important 65 and with ravichandran ashwin really really telling contributions both with the bat and ball this test that those crucial 30s he made on both innings so he put together the 30 and then riddhi saha took it forward along with akshar patel made sure india had a cushion of runs with which they could always pack the field close by and not worry if there is an occasional boundary or so so the control with which the spinners bowled was as always exemplary the indian spinners so you would expect the second innings would not be easy for new zealand to bat and that's how it proved to be because the one thing that probably indians did not really expect is will summer will going in at number 3 and him and lay, lay them playing out nearly all of the first session on the last day that was fantastic yeah, yeah, yeah. right but then they fight back again this goes on after kevin <laughs> williamson they continue so this this is why we watch a test match right the ebb and flow yeah. of it's almost like you're watching yeah. a boxing contest and yeah, yeah. there is punching counter punching there is a break in between right <laughs> almost like a 12 round boxing contest and again towards the very end it gets very exciting but then there is this debutant rachin ravindra uh, the, there was all of these memes and jokes uh, so it was a ravindra and a patel on both sides at the end <laughs> correct so akshar patel and uh, ravindra singh jadeja and versus rachin ravindra and ajas patel right <laughs> fantastic theater in the dying light and then it must be said they deserved it the last man ajas patel played out 23 balls right and rachin yeah. ravindra played 91 balls and he actually batted for an hour and a half after mm-hmm. tea right so that's fantastic so yeah. they deserve the credit there and i think uh, indian fans and you know, indian team management would be very much disappointed but then uh, look this was a much more sporting pitch don't you agree it was not particularly crumbling by the third day where there was no puff of dust coming up what we are used to seeing in the subcontinent conditions what are your thoughts what sort of a test would you rather see Uh, absolutely this sort of a uh, test uh, just going to the last ball and in dying light everybody you know after five days of cricket um hanging on to those moments of you know the last ball magic when is the wicket going to come actually uh, a viral video is going through uh, where a very elderly lady she's uh, from tamil nadu uh, elderly lady uh, she's you know you know she's describing uh, about how this match went on how uh, <laughs> she she she's saying that the india couldn't muster up uh, to get that one wicket so you know you can imagine the sort of uh, you know frenzy that the fans go through and this elderly lady was like a mascot of what's happening and it was beautiful to see and as you say i mean uh, it was a sporting pitch uh, rahul dravid it seems um, you know gifted some 35000 rupees to the ground staff um, i'm not sure i saw, i saw somewhere on the news reports that it was it was a sporting pitch and it was not like uh, you know three day pitch and uh, india would romp home uh, home easily so that's something very interesting to hear about where the coach of the indian team is encouraging a sporting pitch and you know where everybody has a chance so that's that that was great to know uh, on the other hand uh, see um, for new zealand they have a headache with their spinners the spinners were were not really that effective and similarly for india the fast bowlers were not that effective especially ishan sharma i mean not i mean not getting much much uh, did he get any wickets at all i mean and those no balls 
I don't know. I mean, there are there are some worries. No, he yeah. didn't. Yeah. So, so I mean, these are some of the worries that both teams have to address. Uh, why is that that Indian fast bowlers couldn't perform as well as the uh, New Zealand fast bowlers? And that's one of the reasons that we lost the WTC finals, isn't it? Like you know, Bumrah and all these people. I mean, we are we don't have the you know top uh, top uh, talent i mean some of these people are resting but still the you know the one of the reasons that we won in australia was, was our backup backup team was also very strong but in this case something something is uh, you know either the selection or the talent that so that's on the field they couldn't um, you know manage as well of a performance as new zealand fast bowlers and the same thing could be said about the new zealand spinners I mean, we have very uh, excellent uh, champion spinners in our team. Uh, Ashwin uh, to take that lead, and then Jadeja, and then now Aksar Patel. But I mean, their spinners—they have something to learn there also. So these are some of the worries for both teams, and somehow they have to correct that. And I see, I hear from news reports that they have a green pitch in Mumbai. So the fast bowlers need to come to party there. I think. Don't know how much of the green will be. left uh, on the final day but that's something that um, you know they have to worry about and the third thing is the selection headache with virat kohli coming back i mean should ajinkya rahane should he play uh, should mayank abagarwal uh, give space to kohli uh, these are the, the these are the things that fans are discussing all over the country i mean people are some people are against uh, rahane saying that he had a lots of chances and he hasn't utilized many of them um so i mean these are the these are the questions people are talking about discussing and now i hear some uh, rumors or some uh, great point that uh, it's going it's going to be chateshwar pujara that would be making way for virat kohli not sure about the news but uh, these are these are the things these are the headaches that that the team has to deal with and who is going to you know give way to virat kohli who is coming back as captain so those are the things from the first test yeah fair enough look uh, if you were to look forward to the second test it's going to start in a couple of hours time right so in this case you are absolutely right it's it's definitely a headache of plenty when it comes to fast bowling they have enough fast bowling resources in that squad they have rested shami and bumrah you would think the first two choice uh, bowlers fast bowlers for this team but uh, they have enough there right they have um, they they would need somebody like ishant as well look ishant probably contributes more than what is visible to our uh, as as a fan probably he he's a part of the leadership group when it comes to what sort of bowling decisions to be taken right he's always there in the captain's ear i think right so and also sometimes standing at long on sorry mid on a mid off you are able to look at your own colleague run in and you have a couple of things that would be very useful somebody who's played 100 tests you would not simply drop him because he was not particularly effective but of course he would be very keenly aware of the pressure nobody more than him would probably feel that already right so that's one thing second thing when it comes to the top order batting well look if you decide to leave rahane out the way ayer has batted he doesn't deserve to be left out right he may have been the man that came in like for like swap with kohli right that's right but it doesn't seem right on him to be dropped mayank agarwal it's been a very much of a stop start career in terms of number of opportunities he gets each test match because kl rahul who was also injured would be coming back so you would think mayank agarwal is a like for like swap with kl rahul 
right kl rahul opened last time there is no rohit sharma so kl rahul takes the place of mayank agarwal but then i would say kohli should come in for one of the middle order batsmen and as tough as it it has been uh, rahane probably should make way because cheteshwar pujara has a slightly longer uh, reign here because he's done a lot more even in this year rahane has not been doing much in the last 15 tests or so but then look he led india to that historic victory last three tests in australia wonderful team effort um it it's a bit tough on him but my pick would be to drop rahane ahead of pujara pujara brings something unique to this 11 he is the old school the glue that binds all the stroke makers in the 11 right so kohli has matured and he can play in every gear definitely but then pujara brings to you that that uh, doggedness you you don't want to be without that especially if you are heading into a green pitch green tinged pitch you want him in the 11 ahead of rahane for me what do you think that absolutely agree absolutely agree on that ah. uh pujara brings something else uh, to the team that is the steel Uh, that is needed to withstand some of the uh, you know um, tough situations the team goes through and uh, you know it's uh, rahane i would go with i mean if if, uh, if somebody has to make way for kohli that my choice my my choice would be rahane to make way for him obviously mayank agarwal hasn't done much to sort of claim the spot um but he deserves some more chances uh, and rahane had many we haven't had you know we had he had a century some 13 tests back in australia after that not much uh, after that so um, i would i would i completely agree with you so let's take a look at the ongoing uh, test match where uh, sri lanka and west indies are battling it out so it's the end of the fourth day now it's heading towards more or less like a sri lankan victory sri lanka have been heavy on both in both the tests they have won the first test comfortably west indian batting did not really show up in the first test in the second test as well you could say west indies let go of a wonderful chance so it's been an interesting sort of a test match when it comes to that pitch because that pitch seems to be a reverse gall pitch why i mean it's a reverse gall pitch is that usually gall starts very steady it's very good for batting on the first two to three days in the last two days the pitch start, sort of starts crumbling and it becomes spin friendly this this pitch was exactly the opposite the first two days were very spin friendly and then it's become good for batting so batting for sri lanka were at a disadvantage and they were bowled out for 204 having weathered out all the tough conditions right west indies could not really put up that that much of a contribution because look from you could say 1 for 137 or even 2 for 166 you would expect they would kick on make 300 plus sort of make it really tough for sri lanka a 100 run lead on such a pitch would be very crucial but they couldn't do that their middle and lower order let go and then they they didn't really uh, support enough on those efforts or they didn't build enough on the efforts of the top order and as a result they only made 253 so a word of praise for virasami parumal coming into the test from west indies he's taken eight wickets so far and jamal warkan has also taken four wickets in the first innings but in the second innings west indies also were again looking good right they were first of all held up by patum nisanka who made 66 but what an innings tananjaya deselva has played he, this guy is a really special player it's i think up in his head for most of the time for him because the way he bats he can make all of those things go away the equation about the pitch the equation of how well they are bowling whether it's seam or spin he can play every shot in the book and so comfortable he looks at the crease he has made a unbeaten 153 and somehow in the last session of the fourth day west indies looked dead 
or either they did not have the energy or they had a different thought process because apparently pitch is easing up for batting it's not really making it easy for spinners to really take wickets but then having sri lanka eight down for about 238 west indies sort of let let go of the gas pedal it looked very weird that they did not take a single wicket in the last session and lasith embul denia who's a left arm spinner himself he made 25 and supported dananja de silva and they put a 100 run partnership together sri lanka scored 90 runs in the last session without losing a wicket after they were eight down that is very weird right even if west indies had to chase 260 270 you would back them if they had that there are 98 overs left on the last day probably not all 98 will be put in but now with the lead you know really high there is a good chance now the lead is 279 but the innings is not closed that means probably sri lanka will bat on for another 5 overs tomorrow morning just to make sure the result is definitely beyond the hands of west indies and then they have all the time to put the pressure and try to get the wickets right so some of the tactics were a bit weird so uh, some, something that i could not really understand and now west indies will have to go into a blockathon and really block 90 overs to draw the game but they will not get the win or the points that they wanted out of the series west indies have never won in sri lanka they have never won a test in sri lanka this this could have been as good at chances any very surprising to see they did not go for they did not have a slightly more aggressive approach they have never won at like no. not not even when the west indies were you know the strong strong team back then they have never won it no. is it no they have never won a test <laughs> they have never won a test series in they have never won a single test wow in sri lanka wow wow, wow. <laughs> very very interesting all right so now let's look at the ipl retentions right so let's go through team by team i had told you we'll park one very interesting point here i'll start with it right away your favorite player ms dhoni he's been retained by his team he's 12 crores that seemed very interesting that uh, somebody who i would say had done enough and can walk into the sunset so to say yeah yeah very interesting to see he's been retained at such a high value i mean look what he brings to that team is as a mentor as a leader can't be understated there's not enough you can say about it but as a player his skills are on the wane right his mere presence yeah. i don't think can account for that kind of a price to be paid where look retaining moinali made sense retaining jadeja and rutraj gai quite perfect sense for me but you could have used the same money to retain another another very young very upcoming indian player heck you could have retained deepak chahar right i'm i'm very curious why they went with ms dhoni what are your thoughts on this let me ask you a question uh, do you think chennai would have won Uh, this year's IPL, if it was not for, I mean, MS, if MS Dhoni was not there, would would they have won the IPL? There is where in the dressing room or on the field? Either way, I mean, uh, on the, on the field also. I mean, because of his captaincy, uh, what he brings to the, the team on the field as a leader, uh, how you know, being a captain means that you you are uh, a leader on the field and off the field as well. So. that means that you go you know they have a certain way of working and how ms dhoni works is is a different is a different uh, thing and that that suits the team the two the team won so th- there should not be <laughs> any any doubts on whether ms dhoni adds value and 12 floor is nothing you know i would say uh, you know if you are going to 
the game and if they are winning winning uh, IPL that RCB has not managed uh, so why would uh, MS Dhoni be any lesser than Virat Kohli no 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 it's not about the money it's about his value his value was fulfilled at the end of last season MS Dhoni the captain who led the team on the field did the job whether they would have won or not is a very tough question i i would actually debate they may have still won with him on the sidelines with him being a mentor but we'll park that question he was on the field they won that's right no, i will ask, i will i will counter that mm-hmm. so he was a mentor for india in the t20 world cup mm-hmm. so it didn't make any difference it it makes a difference when he's the leader okay. so there is a difference being a mentor and being a leader of the team well that's my that's my point as it see it is still kohli's team that is being led by kohli and ms dhoni is so experienced a person he knows when to talk when to shut up i am not saying his mentorship role in the t20 did not add any value that would have been that would be too simple way of saying that i think there are enough processes in this team that he could not override or could not change overnight you are right yeah right you are right therefore yeah. him being a mentor in the indian t20 squad might not have the same impact as him being a mentor in csk he's been running this team as a captain both in front and behind the scenes for like 10 years now right 10 plus years yeah, yeah. so that means yeah. he'll still have sure. the same setup you could you have fast plessy former skipper right you have enough brain trust there that can take the plan and still think he is not dhoni nobody is dhoni but he can think in a certain process and also you have these two enforced breaks where, where uh, they can earn more money through ads right your mentors walk out always and also there are always things that are whispered into the ears of people who are standing in the boundary and told to the captain about something right there is an aura which i cannot deny and that aura carries a lot of value that mr msd brings with him for me that was a weird sort of a retention in an in an ipl game uh, other than cricketing reasons there are marketing reasons there is uh, entertainment value all these things make <laughs> make the team and the ipl so if you have ms dhoni on the screens uh, all the time that gives more value to the to the team and it's their decision right so i'm okay with that uh, you know in general as a, in general uh, i mean if, if if you want to debate it uh, in a in a cricketing view point uh, uh, definitely you have you have a point there that he has fulfilled uh, his cricketing um, you know skills and he is probably uh, waning now and you know maybe he would have served better if he was a mentor or a more more of a coach or a leader uh, off the field not on the field and they could have had a you know upcoming talent on the field you know if dhoni wanted to be on the field then uh, obviously they have to lend to his wish you put the argument perfectly i couldn't have put it any more perfectly from a cricketing point of view it might not make much sense it might not make much sense but from uh, the bigger picture perspective sure right when i look at the retentions of every other team kkr andre russell varun chakravarty venkatesh iyer sunil narayan if i were a bit more a bit more uh, strict i would say let andre russell go he's also a waning star now right but the rest yeah. of the the rest of the retention seem fine i would have actually punted with ayan morgan retain ayan morgan it's okay that's my personal choice because him he has the aura around him that dhoni has as a skipper right he's more than what he brings to the team as long as he's leading the team on the ground that's what ayan morgan would so i would have retained ayan morgan ahead of andre russell and i don't see pat cummins being retained very interesting from kkr 
So I'm I was looking at Pat yeah. Cummins or Owen Morgan being retained ahead of Andrew Russell. That's one thing. Next thing is yeah. SRH Kane Williamson Abdul Samad Umran Malik absolutely makes sense. They had already more or less indicated they won't be retaining David Warner. No surprises there for me. Mumbai Indians yeah. Rohit Sharma, Rashid Bumrah, Surya Kumar Yadav, Kiran Pollard. Not a lot of surprises. So Kiran Pollard at six crore is a is an amazing retention, <laughs> right? It's a it's a steal. Ah. Yeah. Virat Kohli, Glenn Maxwell, Mohammad Siraj for RCB, no surprises. But I think they are going to buy back the core of their team. But people like Bharat, right, and Harshal yeah. Patel, they made a lot of difference. And I think they'll be brought back by the team. I expect at least, right. Then DC Delhi Capitals, you have Rishabh Pant, Akshar Patel, Prithvi Shaw, Ainrik Narkia. Absolutely, yes, yes, yes. All perfect retentions, both from purely from a cricketing. Can, point can I? Uh... Yeah, yeah. Go on. Should, should, should I mean should they have retained? I mean made Shreya Sayer the captain. I mean that's what that was his wish. I think uh, that he wanted to be a captain. And uh, if we want, if we if they want to retain him, then he should be given the captaincy. So what do you what do you, what are your thoughts on Rishabh Pant versus Shreya Sayer? Okay. See what happened is uh, Shreya Sayer was injured for a while, and Rishabh Pant was promoted to be the captain, right? And his Combination with Ricky Ponting seems to work very well for this franchisee. Mm, yes, Pant and Pant and Ponting. So in this case, I have nothing against Shreya Sayer, but that just happened. These things happen on a cricketing game. You are injured out, and the new combination is equally good. You don't just make mm. a change for. And he led the team long enough. I would say Shreya Sayer is an up and coming captain, and I would say he's a future India captain, right? I'll park that. Yeah. But as far as this franchise he goes, I think he doesn't have a cho- choice of being a captain there for now. For at least another season or so, it would not be right on Pant if you were to take away the captaincy from him, right? So yeah. they went to the finals last time, and they've been doing good. I think this team shouldn't be tinkered with too much. So change of captaincy would not be required. I would say. Actually, Shreyas Iyer would would be happy also based on his uh, stock is rising. Uh, in the test cricket and that would play well for him to get a lot of money and probably even you know some sort of a leadership role in the in the new team that he is going to join look if i were one of the two teams new teams right i would actually go to him straight away or i would not make it as <laughs> obvious as what happened with uh, kl rahul <laughs> <laughs> i think we should get it out there because his team did, did not retain him for obvious reasons but the point is it looks like he was approached by goenka mr goenka from lucknow and he should have made it a bit more politically correct way of saying it's not in my hands you have to talk to my uh, team not to me right but what happened yeah. behind the scenes with with him and rashid i think uh, they have clearly blo- broken the rule when they they seem to have made an approach or when the approach was made to them they seem to have acceded to it in one way or the other so these two players kl rahul and uh, Rashid Khan may get some some sort of a fine or may even be banned for a year. If that happens, that's very unfortunate because there is already a precedence for this happening where uh, Jadeja was banned for a year, right? Jadeja. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't make these mistakes at the highest level. Unfortunately, the things that are at stake are in crores, right? Even if something appears to be like a low-hanging fruit, you can just reach up and pluck it. You'd rather think, what does it mean for me in the long term, and what does it mean for me now, here and now? Right, something very important. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I really hope uh, he's not losing a year of his time in K in uh, IPL. But 
Uh, let's see how, what the BCCI decides here. In 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 the uh, Rashid Khan's uh, case, it seemed like he wanted to be the the first retention, and now um, if he's going to be banned, that is, I mean, we will be losing a great talent for the upcoming IPL, and for Rashid Khan, that means like a lesson learned, like you know, <laughs> you he uh, for for more money or for more recognition or whatnot, he would be losing a. uh year because made a mistake means uh, that's too bad that's too bad on rashid khan well it's 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 unfortunate indeed i agree as i said sometimes you have to be very careful about the bigger picture from here and now not think too far ahead and you might again pay the price it's it's, it's always a tough game right but i really hope uh, that's a lesson learned for both of them whichever way the end result is of this folly right and when we look at further retentions uh Rajasthan Royals Sanju Samson captain talismanic player Josh Butler no doubt there Ashish Vijayswal again good good choices uh you would think could they retain one of their bowlers none of them has done such a good job Jofra Archer is is sort of you would want to retain him but i don't know if they'll get his services in the upcoming season because he's gone through a large injury break uh and we don't know how he will want to prioritize his time otherwise Jofra Archer was a no no brainer to retain but i don't know if they have that sort of a certainty about his time in the upcoming seasons i mean royals have been really unlucky with losing ben stokes and jofra archer correct correct uh, very unlucky well uh, they they these two were the big purchases along with sanju samson and unfortunately two of their purchases did not come to fruition that was uh, <laughs> they should stick to their moneyball approach right so you see when yeah. <laughs> even after warn went away they they were on a downward slide they they included somebody like rahul dravid into their uh, 11 as the captain as the ethos around mm-hmm. which he took them to the finals again right so they've always been a money ball team you should leave the money bags to the other player other teams like rcb mi right they are money ball and they should stick to the money ball approach and let's see they i think they're going back to that and we really wish this is the one team i wish does well every season right correct so i wish they do well and of course at the end we come to pbks well uh, he is not being retained kl rahul but mayank agarwal is now the punt player i think he'll be given captaincy most likely ashdeep singh is correctly retained and uh, that's a very good retention i think uh, kumble is not a man uh, who's uh, prone to sentiment when it comes to these things if kumble were to be in charge of rcb or uh, csk you would have seen a more prudent uh, decision making um, already a couple of seasons ago especially when it came to rcb i guess but we'll we'll leave that by the by right <laughs> now then those are all the topics we wanted to discuss it's been a wonderful chat having you and uh, you know i would love to have you as a guest even in upcoming episodes sometime a couple of weeks couple of months down the line because it's been a wonderful chat uh, nagesh thank you very much ajit i would love to come back again uh if given an opportunity and it was lo- lovely chatting to you and uh, and being fans uh, cricket fans and and obviously we are from from bangalore also so it was lovely uh, chatting with you lo- love to come back again and chat with you again thank you very much when it comes to the nb method i hope it grows from strength to strength and the parts that be here about it i wish you all the best going forward with that thank you very much thank you i wish uh all of the people listening to this podcast and uh, those that follow us loyally can also go check out uh, nbmethod.in the site it will be in the episode notes and also the link to the uh, interview where abhinav mukund mentions about the nb method so we wish you know all our uh, listeners also talk more about this and get it 
you know get it to be a hot topic so that the people that be the bars that we can take uh, some cognizance of it thanks a lot uh, nagesh and i wish all our listeners a wonderful day wherever you are bye bye thank you and bye bye this is the armchair cricket podcast